Good morning, new gardeners, and happy new year. Thanks for being flexible and joining us online this morning. I know that our setup team is really appreciating the two-week break. So thank you for joining us online. I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, I, I know that it's resolution season, and I might personally not be a huge resolution guy, but I do like to take the beginning of a year to recenter, uh, take some time and think about what I want the year to be like, and try to get off on the right foot. And I hope that the message today kind of uh, is that for our church. I hope that we can set some things that we want to do, what we want to be about today, and we can move forward with those things throughout the year, and God can continue to shape the body that we are uh, into who He wants us to be. So uh, that's, that's the goal today. I'm not going to throw anything earth-shattering or groundbreaking at you, um, but that's what I hope we can accomplish today. So I'll pray for us. God, this morning, we're thankful for a new year and all that it may have for us. We know that the next year will hold both joy and sorrow. And God, we ask that you give us the community and faith that we need to grow in both of those times. Fill us with your spirit. Be with me today as I try to speak a message from you. God, anything that's not from you, I just ask that it will be dropped from our minds. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we're exiting the Christmas season, I think the part of the the story of the birth of Jesus that stuck out to me the most this year was when the angel tells Joseph that Jesus is going to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's exactly what happened, right? Jesus came into earth and and God was, was Jesus, right? Jesus is part of the Trinity that we talk about. And Jesus, God's Son, God gets to experience what it's like to be human. God was with us. Um, For so long, they didn't have uh, a person like Jesus in the world. And Jesus came. He lived on earth. He performed signs and wonders. And he taught people about the kingdom of God. And it's really awesome, right? And then we know that at the end of Jesus' life, he was killed. And then three days later, he... He resurrected from the dead, and he later ascended into heaven. And with that happening, did that mean that that God was no longer with us? No, of course not. That's not the end of the story. And so in Acts chapter 2, we see God send the Holy Spirit into people. Thousands of people give their life to Jesus. They start worshiping together, meeting in homes, and the Spirit is making all of this happen. God is with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. One cool thing about it, though, is that God isn't just with us. God is with God, too. And that may sound weird, like I wouldn't say if I was at home all day, that me, myself, and I were at home all day, and we did a bunch of fun things. But sometimes that's how we see God refer to God's self. So in Genesis chapter 1, God is creating all of the things that we experience, all the good things that we experience. And he gets to creating man. And that's when he says this. God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. And while this is a mind-blowing text for many reasons, for starters, we people were created in the image of God. But that's not the thing that I'm taking away from this text right now. As you can see, God is saying, we, let us do this. And, And that tells me that God experiences togetherness within God's self, right? So that might sound confusing, but we've got 
We've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all together creating the universe together. From, from before time even, we see that same idea in John chapter 1, which says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, Him being Jesus, the Word being Jesus. So Jesus both is God, and Jesus was with God in the beginning. And so this morning, I want to talk about this idea, and I'm going to use the word withness a lot. And what I mean by that is this idea of togetherness, of community. And Jesus gets to experience this withness with God. God the Father gets to experience this withness with the Holy Spirit. And they're all together. They've been together since the beginning of time, as we see in John. It's core to who God is, this idea of withness, of togetherness. And that's why I think it makes perfect sense that the bride of Christ, the church, God has created us to be a group of people, not one of us out in the world doing the goodness of God. God has has created the church, you, me, the people all over the world who believe in Jesus. God has created us. We're a group of people. And we're a group of people that reflects God into the world, right? And so God is community, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And God has created us, the bride of Christ, as a community. And I think that's a really cool thing. And so we, the church, we are to be this light to the nations. We're supposed to be this witness for the kingdom of God in our world. But one thing I really want to talk about today is that we cannot be this witness into the world that God has called us to be without being having this witness that we're talking about. So we cannot be a witness that we need to be without a witness, without this togetherness, this unity, uh, this community that we have. God has it. We have it. We have it with God, God with us. And so right now I want to talk about, we've talked about God with us. We've talked about God with God, the Trinity, right? Now I want to talk about us with us. Because this is an important part, right? We've got to be deeply committed to this idea, and we've got to put it into practice. And so the church, from the very beginning, the first ever church, they've been doing this, right? And so in Acts chapter 2, we read about the Holy Spirit coming, thousands of people repenting, being baptized. And what do they do? This is what we read in Acts chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the early church, the thing that they do, the first thing we know about them is that they are together. They're sharing everything. They're seeing each other all the time. They have this witness. So I have a couple questions that I want us to think about this morning. As we look ahead into 2023, the first question is this. How can we create a church culture of witness 
this year? How can we be a group of people that is connected in a way that mirrors the connectedness of God and the church we've read about today in Acts chapter 2? For starters, this is going to sound like a big thing. I want everyone to host someone in their home from our church in 2023. And I know there's a bunch of reasons that you can think of that immediately come to mind of why this isn't going to work, why this is a bad idea. My home is super messy. My kids ha- own our home. They're everywhere. Or, you know, what for whatever reason. It's not very large. But that is my challenge for all of us this year. Host someone from our church in your home. It doesn't have to look like a five-course meal. It doesn't have to look like Um, you know, the beauty and the beast, be our guest. It can just be having someone over and getting to know them a little bit better. You've got a whole year to do this, right? So I'm not expecting this to happen in the next week. But can we all commit to doing that this year? That's my question. And, And I have reasons why. So maybe you've had this experience. You go over to someone's home and you spend time with them there and you get them in a whole new way. Your connection with them is instantly deeper because you have seen how they live, how they really live, right? We, we gain so much compassion and grace and understanding for people when we go into, into their space and when we have people into our space. Hospitality is a core Christian value and it might not be your most personal spiritual gift, but I think it's something that is core to our faith. Acts chapter 2, that's what we see. People meeting together in their homes. You don't have to have a whole church service in your house this year, but have somebody over. I think it's going to make a world of difference, and that's something that I hope that I can do as well. Another way that I think we can cultivate this withness as a church is by praying together. And I know that we've done prayer gatherings in the past, and I think we're going we're gonna to have more opportunities this year to pray together as a church, to pray together in small groups, Prayer is a game changer, right? First Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. And it's something that I think is going to draw us not only closer to God. I know that's what I think about a lot when I think about prayer, drawing closer to God, but praying with other people draws us closer together. It's this deep, formative thing where we get to hear about the cares and struggles of someone else. And that opens our eyes and it opens their eyes to us as well. That's one way that we can continue to form this withness. So another question this morning that I want us to think about is how can we cultivate a culture of withness in our communities? So we often talk about being a group of people that is for Hermitage, right? New Garden Church, that's our thing, right? We're for Hermitage. But we also need to be people who are with our community. We don't always have to be people who are planning events for people to come to and planning service opportunities for people to come to, but we can find the things in our communities that are good and join in with them. What does this look like, maybe? Uh, Attending an event in your neighborhood, right? An HOA meeting, uh, it could be a cookout, a block party, whatever. There's something happening in your neighborhood this year that you might want to go to. I know this might be foreign to some people, but Madeline and I, in, around Christmas time, at the beginning of December, we went to the Christmas tree lighting at the Hermitage Library. And I'm really glad we did. It was freezing cold. Uh, we didn't really make any lifelong friends there. 
but it's just good to be part of the community. And I'm confident that if we keep showing up and being part of our communities and being a witness there, good things are going to happen for the kingdom. And so that is another thing that I want us all to be mindful of this year. So how can we not only be for our community, but we can be with the people in our community in the good things that are already happening? So to this point, we've talked about a lot of us with us things, right? Having someone in our home, praying together, going to an event in our community. But now what I want to talk about is how can we experience a deep withness with God this year, right? That's what we're called to as a church, a deep withness, connection with each other, and a deep withness and connection with God. So how do we experience that with God this year? And this is the thing that I think we always talk about at church, right? We always talk about these types of things at church. Every week we come together, we sing, we take communion, and we hear a message from the Bible. And that's great. But for us to connect deeply with God this year, we have to do some things that aren't on Sundays, right? So Mike Vrabel, a Titans but as I'm recording this right now, I haven't seen the Thursday night game. The Titans have lost five games in a row. And on Monday at the press conference, Mike Vrabel is asked, is this the hardest situation you've ever been in as a coach? And he said this. He didn't really answer that question. He never really does, right? But the, the thing that he did say was, we have a lot of guys that are here from eight to four, and I don't know what they're doing the rest of the time. He said, I don't think we're going to get what we want out of this season or the next seasons if we're not putting in time on our own time to become a better player, coach, person. And that's sports. So if you know me, that's my language. But that's kind of faith too, right? You know, if we're just here together on Sundays, that's great. Jesus loves us 100% with that. There's nothing we can ever do to make God love us more or love us less. But we're not going to be feeling that deep witness with God that's going to allow our witness to extend beyond where it currently does. So when Jesus came to earth, he wasn't really calling us into a once a week religion, right? God was calling us, Jesus was asking us to join the kingdom of God, this new lifestyle. And this isn't something that started with Jesus. So we see in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and God is giving commands to the people of Israel. God says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. God is commanding the Israelites not to merely offer sacrifices at the temple on Saturday, which is when they would have done it. God is inviting them into a complete lifestyle change. He's saying, change the decorations on your wall, change the bracelets that you're wearing, change what you talk about when you walk along the road. And we might not do a lot of walking along the road these days, but we sure spend a lot of time sitting in traffic here in Nashville. 
what are we doing with that time? I know for me, do I really need, and a lot of times this is the choice I make, but do I really need another hour of sports talk radio about the Titans roster moves or the Titans GM or whatever? Do I really need that? The answer is no. But do I really need a deep connection with God? Yes. What choices can I make in how I spend my daily time going from here to there? How can I spend my time at home? How can I decorate my house in a way that points me back to Jesus? This is something that we have to think about. It's not just Sundays. God's not calling us into a relationship um, that's once a week. God is our Father. We're supposed to spend time with Him every day. And that's going to change our whole life. That's going to change our whole life. Like I said before, 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in every circumstance. That doesn't sound to me like every once in a while, once a week, do these things. But in everything that we do, let it be part of our faith. Our faith is connected to everything that we do, every conversation that we have, every thought that we have. And so to experience this deep connectedness with God this year, we need to take action, but we also need to think about how we just are. How is our being? Are we spending time thinking about God, meditating on God's Word? And so this year, that's a question we all need to ask ourselves. How can I experience this deep witness with God? How can I pass my faith on to my children better in this year? How can I interact better with my neighbors in a way that's honoring to God this year? How can I sit in traffic in a way that is honoring to God this year? Because that's going to happen a lot. These are things that we have to think about. And so one way that we experience God with us, Emmanuel, every single week is by going to table and having communion together. In doing this, we remember Jesus. We remember uh, that God is with us. As we take bread and drink juice this morning, whatever that looks like, wherever you're watching this, that's what we are here to do. That is the core of our faith, right? It's the thing we do every single week. And so, this morning, as we take communion, let us think about how God can form us and shape us this year. Let us thank God that we have the ability to have this relationship with Jesus. And drink the juice and eat the bread and let that fill us with Jesus this week and this year. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day, for this new year. God, in this year, let us give ourselves to your teachings and love in a way that transforms our lives and the lives of the people we encounter. Fill us, our homes, our communities, and our workplaces with your Spirit so that we can become more like Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's go to the table.